Hello! Welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Off-season episode 14. Wow, I've done 14 of these. I mean, I think we'll get to like 50 before the season starts. Follow me on Instagram at UnreasonableDoubtWV. Email. Send me one. UnreasonableDoubtWV at gmail.com. I'll read it. Facebook, you know? There's a Facebook page for this podcast. Figure it out. NBA Summer League is still happening. And Javon Carter's still playing in it. Summer League is in Las Vegas now. Memphis has played four games in Las Vegas. Javon Carter has started all four games. He's been eh. How would I rate Javon Carter's performance in Las Vegas? Eh. Oh. He did have his best stat line last night against Oklahoma City. 19 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. So definitely 19 points was as high in scoring. Didn't make any threes. That's concerning. Five turnovers. That's concerning. But still, it's a good start. And his most solid performance in Summer League thus far. Defensively, he's been good in Las Vegas. I wouldn't describe it as great. They've played seven games in roughly eight or nine days in two different cities with all the pressure of trying to impress your new employer. So there's some headwinds there. Carter has struggled a little bit. This show is called Unreasonable Doubt, so you know where I'm coming from, and I come from a place of love and wanting Javon Carter to succeed. Here's my concerns. In his seven games in Summer League, he's only made like a couple of three-pointers, and he's shot more than that. If he makes the NBA, it's going to be because of his defense, but I don't think, and this is totally based on Summer League, his defense is not great enough that he can't be, uh, let me put it this way. His defense isn't good enough to where he can be a liability on offense. His defense is good, so that means his offense has to be, he has to be able to do something. And offensively, in Summer League, he's made the right passes. He hasn't been, he had five turnovers in the last game, but he hasn't given up the ball very much. But he's got to be able to make three pointers. If he's going to be good and not great on defense, he's got to be able to make some threes. He has not proven that yet. So that's my concern. Another concern, he doesn't have a contract yet. You know, in the NBA, the team offers you a contract and you sign it. And that means you're part of the team. Javon Carter has not been offered a contract yet. If he does get offered a contract, that will be 16 players on the Memphis Grizzlies roster. You're only allowed to have 15 on the roster. Uh, Am I saying Carter 
is not going to get signed. I'm not saying that. Is there a possibility where Javon Carter does not make the roster? As of the day, yes, because he hasn't been offered that contract. Uh, let's say he does get a contract. It'd be a two-year contract at the minimum NBA salary, but at least he makes a team. Most likely, based on his summer league performance, he's going to spend a lot of time in the G League. It's called the G League. It used to be the D League, Developmental League, but then Gatorade started sponsoring it, so they changed it to the G League. (laughs) Uh, So he's going to spend a lot of time there. If he's the 16th guy, Memphis has got to waive somebody or they've got to make some kind of trades to where that opens up a roster spot for Carter. Uh, I want you to be optimistic for me. I'm concerned right now. Also, when you look at the roster, as I've talked about, Mike Conley is the starting point guard. Javon Carter is not going to take his spot. The backup point guard right now, his name is Andrew Harrison. If you're a WVU fan, does that ring a bell? It should, because it was one of the worst losses West Virginia's experienced since Bob Huggins has been on board. It was when Javon Carter was a freshman and Daxter Miles was a freshman. Let's go back to 2015. Kentucky versus West Virginia in the Sweet 16. Kentucky went into that game undefeated, 36-0. Daxter Miles, in the lead-up to the game, said they're going to be 36-1. So he said West Virginia was going to beat Kentucky. I was not a nervous ball of energy for that game because Kentucky was the heavy favorite. Comparing it to this year versus Villanova, Villanova, while they ended up killing everybody, they were not a heavy favorite. West Virginia had a chance, and as you remember, they were leading in the second half. West Virginia lost this game in 2015 to Kentucky, 78-39. to And you hear that, and you say, man, that's really bad. Kentucky scored twice as many points as WVU. If you're a fan and you watch that game... That 39 is generous for WVU. They, the way Kentucky was playing defense that game, and they were probably motivated that Carter said, or I'm sorry, that Miles said that West Virginia is going to win. Uh, they were so motivated. West Virginia, I was surprised they broke 30 that night. Never watching that game that I think West Virginia was going to win. From the beginning, you just it was just one of those games like it's it's not it's not going to happen. There's no miracle. And I only mention that because Andrew Harrison was on that team killed Carter. Andrew Harrison is on the Memphis Grizzlies may cost Javon Carter his shot to make the roster in Memphis this season. Uh, that Kentucky team, let me also remind you, Carl Anthony Towns, uh, Devin Booker, who's going to make a lot of money for the next few years in the NBA and is the cornerstone of the Phoenix Suns franchise, he couldn't even make the starting lineup for that 2015 Kentucky team. So that's what West Virginia was up against. Anyways, Carter has some headwinds on trying to make the NBA Hopefully, when I talk to you next, he'll have a contract 
Right now he doesn't. That's your Summer League update. Random thoughts coming up. Hey, everybody. For the next five minutes, I proceed to spoil the 1994 movie, The Shawshank Redemption. So if you've not seen The Shawshank Redemption and don't want any details from that movie spoiled for your first viewing, do not listen to the next five minutes of the podcast. Thanks. Truly random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. I was watching TV tonight, and this is just an estimate, but for the 283rd time in my life, I was flipping around the dial and found Shawshank Redemption. Tonight, I caught it where they were building the Brooks Library. And I watched it until the end of the movie. A little over 280 times I've done that in my life. This movie came out in 1994. Was not aware of it at the time. Came out the same year as Pulp Fiction. Which I claimed to be my favorite movie for a good period of my life. And Forrest Gump. Which everybody's seen Forrest Gump. Uh, And yet those two movies have not aged as well for me as Shawshank Redemption. Of those three movies, what have I seen the most from beginning to end? Pulp Fiction by a mile. Uh, Which one have I seen from the middle of the movie to the end? Edited for cable television? Uh... 100% 100% The Shawshank Redemption. And it's, I don't know what that, what does that mean? Why have I, why have I done that? I mean, it's a good movie. It was up for Best Picture that year with Forrest Gump and Pulp Fiction. Uh, Forrest Gump obviously won. Uh, I don't know what has that rewatchable quality, uh, that Shawshank Redemption has. I don't I don't understand it, but it sucks me in every time. Uh couple of questions and uh, I get something different each time I watch roughly half of the last half of Shawshank Redemption. Here's the things I had tonight that I legit haven't thought of in the 280 times that I've watched it. How could the movie could Andy have gotten out of the prison if he was on in the cell on the other side of Red? Where he was at the end, he had easy access, spoiler alert, to the area where he could bust open the sewer line. If he's on the other side of Red, kind of in a middle cell, does he still get out? Or does he stay in that prison forever? Red gets out before him. It's a totally different movie. Uh, Very lucky that Andy Dufresne got the corner corner cell. Okay, that's all I'm saying. And then this another thing that I haven't thought about until tonight. Again, these are spoiler alerts for the 1994 movie, The Shawshank Redemption. 
So stop listening if you don't want Shawshank Redemption spoiled. But when he's busting open the sewer line, which I love this scene. He's he's timing his hitting the sewer line with the lightning and the thunder. And so he breaks it open with the rock. Now this is a big rock. But when it when he makes it open, the the hole is like as big as his head, a little bit bigger. But then it it cuts to him being in the pipe to be able to crawl through the 500 yards of sewer. How long did it take between him looking into the pipe to making the hole big enough that he could get into that pipe to crawl out? Because uh, the movie makes it look like he, he made quick work of that. He only had a gigantic rock. <laughs> Again, I'm not trying to mess up the movie. I'm just uh, these are just questions. I'm just asking questions. But Shawshank Redemption, great movie. The best movie I've ever seen uh, from the middle all the way to the end. How many times have I seen Shawshank from beginning to end? Probably three. How many times have I seen it not on cable? Like once or twice. But a great cable movie. Hall of Fame cable movie. Mount Rushmore Hall Hall of Fame uh, cable movie. Shawshank Redemption. Final thoughts coming up. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. I went to Instagram at Unreasonable Doubt WV and asked you, what should I talk about on the podcast? I did that through the Instagram story. I want to thank everybody that responded to the question. One of the responses was hashtag woogoo. <laughs> It's not catching on, everybody, but I think it should, and I'm going to keep asking you to hashtag WooGoo and like the Woody's Goodies Facebook page. They've got all the discount deals, the Superior Marmette location and the St. Albans location. Go to their store, get a good discount deal, tell them that Unreasonable Doubt sent you. If you like and share their most recent Facebook post, you'll be entered in a $50 drawing. To spend $50 at hashtag Wugu. So check them out. The other response that I got, it was an interesting question. What's your favorite color of velvet? <laughs> Very specific question. I do have an answer. Top three colors of velvet. Number three, blue velvet. Uh, it was a song, an old song, and a movie. The movie was directed by David Lynch, so I'm not going to watch it because I know it's a weird movie. Number two, Black Velvet, if you please. That was an 80s song. And number one, it speaks to my tummy, Red Velvet. Red Velvet cake is delicious. It's chocolate cake with cream cheese icing and some red food coloring. I love me some red velvet cake, red velvet cupcakes. Red velvet is a superior color of velvet. Honorable mention, yellow velvet, also known as Velveeta. So wrap your head around that. Thank you for interacting with me on Instagram. 
keep doing that. Email, Facebook, the gram. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. Listen on Anchor. Then listen on the Apple Podcast. Then listen on Spotify. Then listen on Radio Public. Then listen on CastBox. Rate the podcast five stars. Leave a review on every platform. Those are nice things to do. I'd really appreciate it. Tell somebody who's interested in WVU sports to listen to my podcast. I don't ask you very often to do that, but tell a friend. Let's get some word of mouth going. Get ready for the 2018-19 season. Until next week, I'm Josh Witt. Thanks for listening. WVU's 2018-2019 basketball team is 0-0. and